Whether you're on the go with a summer vacation or decide to spend your free time with a staycation, the No-So's got you covered. Relive your favorite era of wrestling with New Gen on a Mission, Wrestling Warzone, Extreme Three-Way Dance, or the Ruthlessly Aggressive Podcast. Keep in touch with the modern era with GC Dub, Clotheslines and Headlines, you know what that means, and Viewer's Choice. Or sit down and nerd out with No Holds Barred, WWE War, or The Wrestler That Was. It's summertime, and the living is easy. Because you've got the North-South Connection. NorthSouthConnection.com Once upon a time, two men decided if they were making the cut. Then they made the cut. And now JT and Aaron are talking everything from wrestling to pop culture and beyond because it's no holds barred. Will you back down, turn and run? Or stand up with the best? When you're back to the wall, what will your answer be? Will you run for the door? Will you run out on me like it's hard? It's a no holds barred. Have we have we been contacted no. about a copyright strike for using the no holds barred song? No, ain't no one watching that. Is is this the greatest song from a movie where the movie sucks? The movie sucks. Well, I mean, I love it, but objectively, it's a terrible movie. I don't, I don't know who's objectively saying that. Sounds subjective to me. Maybe just don't like Brel. Who does? Nobody in the movie. <laughs> no, because he's a piece of shit. But it's either it's either this song or um, uh, Gangster's Paradise, I think. Oh, for Dangerous Minds? Yeah. You don't like that movie? That's not that I don't like it. It's, it, it. But do you like the movie? You don't like people sitting in backwards chairs? No, when they're trying to talk tough. You know, like yeah. their hands. Let backwards. me talk straight to you. Yeah. Hit with some straight talk, kids. The streets, man. The streets are tough, tough jive, tough we're day. Gonna, we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk tough right now. We're gonna talk why you shouldn't take thirty-five chair shots to the uh, the head. <laughs> yes. We're gonna get into that uh, because yeah. tonight, here we are. Every other week, we talk every duty world title change of all time, mm-hmm. and we are matriculating and cruising our way. What, matriculating. Matriculating. With an M? Matriculating. I've never heard that word used in a sentence. Matriculating. How do you spell that? Matriculate. <laughs> if, if you were in a, a spelling bee for $10,000 right now, could you spell matriculate properly? H-E-I-D-E-N-R-E-I-C-H. Hayden. Hayden Rick. Matriculate. M M. M-A-T-R-I-C-U-L-A-T-E. So this the definition is he be enrolled at college or university. Yes, you matriculate. Okay. Or from Scottish heraldry, record in an official register. I guess that we can maybe do that one. Or record an official podcast. That's that's option three. 
do we have to be Scottish, though? Here's my question. Uh, oh, uh, oh! <laughs> Wait, Scottish is not as pained as Irish. Irish no. is pain. Yeah. Scottish is more like, ha, ha, here we go. You got to address. Um, all right, so we are going through every world title change ever. We are now into 1999. In our last episode, we covered the iconic January 4th Raw where Mankind won the world title from The Rock mm-hmm. uh, with help from Stone Cold Steve Austin. And we're going to continue that feud here tonight because we are watching War Rumble 1999, a very famous match. Uh, I'll be curious where this one finishes. I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm historically down on this. And, and, you know, and I'll be honest. It's, die and ruin his life. Yeah, that's, I mean, I, just, I don't like watching that stuff. And it's um, Beyond the Mat, I think, heard it as well legacy wise like because he showed his family suffering through it yeah absolutely you know and then it's almost like his freaking demeanor in it um and it, it's the carnyism makes me sad uh him and vince in the back and they're talking about like oh we really gave him a show tonight and like foley sits there justifying what he just did by like just talk like this, put on this like memorable, give the fans what they want show. Like, and like, no one wants that. You know what I mean? So it's like, he's sitting there delusional talking yeah. about like almost justifying why it was worth what they did. Um, because, oh, well, we're going to send the fans home happy. This is what they want to see. And it just didn't feel that doesn't feel that way to me. It's such a, it's such a stupid point when you, when you, especially when you look back at like the history of wrestling, like in the most memorable moments in wrestling history, this isn't even close to any of them. Right. Like Hogan slamming Andre is maybe number one, yeah. right? And like it requires no one getting hurt. Right. That do you think that see, it's funny thing with McFoley, right? Like Well, just start the match because it's long. And we'll yeah, talk we do have a lot. Okay. Bro. All right. So we're paused on the cock. Uh we are seated on the cock at 10221. There's a giant sign that says Rocky don't suck. Uh, on how the about network, your... it's uh, 102.12. Okay. All right. Very good. Uh, all right. So let's go ahead and do it. Here we go. Three, two, one, go. So The Rock's coming out. This is during his big titty phase. So he's got the he's wearing the jumpsuit again like he oh, did on yeah. Raw. Yeah. Big titty so, rock. Do you think that Mick Foley, because he's an articulate wrestler, ends up being viewed as some kind of an intellectual when really he's probably like for him to view this as like this transcendent thing without ever considering how it affects his family crying in right. front of him. He's like, an addict. Make him a bit I, I, I don't think he's an idiot. Like, no, I don't think he's an idiot. I think he's an addict. I, I think that's how addicts talk, right? They justify their actions. Yeah. Um, you see it. You can be addicted to anything, right? Like, you know, not really a spoiler warning, but like, Succession just finished, right? And like, oh, spoil it. I've only seen season two. I'm not. So, like, just but Kendall in general, right? Like, someone like I... that, right, is like, like addicted to the business end and he, you know, justifies his actions, right, by ends of the mean. Walter White, right? Justified. Like a, guy, a guy who does like podcasts and never has enough time, but then just keeps adding more and more and more. Right. Like a fucking And idiot. complaining about it till he's growing his hair out and doing yeah, all this weird Midlife shit. crisis. Yeah. Yeah. Those ones. Yeah. Um, Idiots like that. <laughs> doing it for my family. <laughs> just like Walter Obviously. White. Did. Are they but, banging on the floor crying? But it's like that's what, Foley, that's what Foley sounds like, right? It's like, it sounds like Walter talking to Skyler that he's selling the meth for the doing it for you, right? Like it almost felt like instead of his family saying it for the fans, almost like he's putting it back on us, right? Like, oh, I did that. Like, 
I risked my life and my livelihood and my family for you, for the fans, because you want it. But like, no one wanted this. Like, that's my no. issue with it. And Look, that seeing Beyond the Mat, I didn't like it even on its own, but seeing Beyond the Mat, like, made it well, even rougher. Because what happens here, not only is it sickening, but like, it's not spectacular. You know, like, whatever, getting thrown off the cage, maybe that's not the smartest move, also. But at least, yeah, it's at more least spectacular. It's going to create this crazy crazy all-time moment yeah they are gonna see over and over it's easy to repeat like yeah. uh, you know show the but this like what are you gonna show rock just beating him senseless with a chair and it gets rendered completely um unusable really once the concussion stuff started piling up in the mid-2000s and benoit like you're never gonna show this now like, you can show foley going off the cage and they still repeat yeah. that spot to this day i mean shane does that every time he's on yeah. um but it's like you're not gonna show this over and over no Fucking viscera Mabel jumping on him. That's right. He's only he's Mabel here. He's just he Mabel. Been, he hadn't joined. Hasn't the, been abducted yet. He, on the show, he gets abducted later tonight. <laughs> Mabel's um, got to be the worst kidnapping victim possible. He had the little penis hat on too. Yeah, penis hat. He's big. He probably eats a lot. His shits must be fucking colossal. Rancid. Rancid. Uh, all right. So Foley's champ. I'm happier with his attire here than last time. Not as slovenly. No, because he's got the tights now, and the shirt isn't as ripped. We talked about his theme, so now he's got the the famous McFoley car crash car crash theme. But uh, we talked about the last episode. This debuted the week after, so that January fourth title change was the last of the heavy old school remix that we were yeah. both fans of. It's funny that they had that remix for like a month and a half. Yeah, it's like we got to do something new. Dun, they tried dun, that, and we're like, no, nope, not that. Dun, I like that better. I actually like it better than the car wreck. Um, so Cole's on the call again here. He was on the January 4th oh, one yeah. too because JR's got the Bell's palsy. I'm pretty sure Scott Keith like tears into Cole in his review of this show. Yeah, he's and not he's... good. I, I, I didn't mind him in the 1-4 match because they're so short and he like just – I think he was he was set up to feed the story and he does okay with yeah. it. But now he's like doing full shows. He's – it's rough. Yeah, He's annoying. I love how Foley has the hubris to think that Rock is going to give up immediately. Yes. <laughs> this is it. Foley yeah, that tracksuit is doing him no favors. Like, I find that's the kind of shit that, like, destroys credibility in a wrestler. Right. And he has it Rock. for a while. Does he have it? I know by Mania he's back in the tights, but... I think he has it at the ladder match, which is... That's the night after Valentine's Day Master. Which we'll we're still, like, that. two months away from... <laughs> No, that's only a few weeks. It's like it's not long after this. No, no, I meant us recording. Oh yeah, yeah, we're gonna have be we're gonna be in the titty suit, titty face suit for a while. <laughs> um, I'm curious how this match holds up before the chair shots. So far, it's okay. Did you yeah. see the sign that said Mexicans 316? Yeah, why not? What do you think they're saying? Like, if it if Austin 316 said it's your ass, Mexican 316 is what? I'm gonna make you some fucking bomb ass food. So all fully out of the gate. I do, like, <laughs> I do like that the rock is still speaking in the third person, refusing. Yes, yes the rock, the rock don't give up. The rock's gonna kick your ass. <laughs> yeah, we're getting like fully playbook one on one here out of the gate. It's yeah. battering with the microphone. We get the cactus clothesline. Line. Yeah. But you can see it's lost a bit of velocity. 
Yeah, well, he's a lot slower. Although like, I feel like he ramps it back up a year later when he's back to make cactus and he's yeah. In but I shape. think it's because, but I think it's because a year later he knows he's only doing like four or five matches. Yeah, right. Yeah, he just goes all out. Yeah, I, I maybe it's because I've been watching the WCW from like ninety three, ninety four, but like he's like so much like more aggressive with it then. Even ninety six, um, yep. when he's mankind and he's in you know really good shape, especially the back end with the mind games match and all that. Yeah, the velocity is there too. Are you surprised that he doesn't have knees that are powder from taking that chair, that stairs? He must have spot? some heavy knee pads under the the tights. Yeah, the Rock is on commentary now. Yeah, this uh, is how- this is a stretch where he's all in on. He goes to the booth every match, the SmackDown Hotel, and I check him in. Like, yeah. like this is like that phase right now. What's the uh, what? What percentage of improvement is Rock on commentary to Michael Cole? Yeah, a hundred thousand times. <laughs> I'm not a Cole hater like you. Like, I think he does get better, and I think he has stretches of being very good. Like, and not just a modern day. No, well, he's not got Vince anymore. Um, I like him even with Taz a lot in the SmackDown era. Like, I think they're really good together. But I will say this. As someone who had to recently watch the Greatest Royal Rumble for research purposes, he is fucking terrible on that show. I mean, like, that may be one of the all-time worst commentary play-by-play I've ever heard. Have you ever noticed his tell? That he sucks? No, no. He's got a tell that ruins matches as soon as you see it. Is it, uh... No, like, I know one of the things I hate about him is the constantly telling you to watch everything. I hate that, too. Like, look at this. Look at this. We're look what watching. he's going to do. Look at what him. Do he's doing, doing this right now. He's, he's only kicking making, him. He's making blind people feel bad because they can't he's see. kicking him. So his other tell. Do you get is, it? He's about to do this. This is incredible. I hate that, too, where they tell us how good something is. Yeah. Uh, when it's just fine. So his big tell and... If he ever says it's over, he's got him. Any one of those, he's kicking out. Well, that's and everyone, he, though. That's no, not no, just no. him. No, because Vince says it, but then also says it when the three count hits. Does he? I was like, Joey Cole, Styles is low-key really bad at that, too. Um, yeah. For as lauded as he is, and I like Joey, obviously watching a lot of ECW, um, he, he is really bad at that. Like, he is... This is over, uh, you know. Oh, Sandman's got this wrapped up, you know. Like he does that, like really, right, right, right. a lot. Um, yeah, he's he's evil of that as well. Uh, anyway, uh, by the way, I meant to mention we got kind of right into it with your inane questions um, and comments. But if you are listening to this on our podcast networks, if you didn't know, we do this on video as well over at YouTube, Northtown Connection. You can subscribe. We do a lot of our podcasts simul simulcasts uh, both audio and video but we also have video exclusive content like a lot of short based stuff uh especially a lot of current day things that are uh, really well done so subscribe on youtube and, and leave us some comments yeah and just to reiterate too when we watch these matches we are ranking them in five categories yep uh, oh, we didn't talk about anything huh? what the fuck did we do when we started the show and then... i don't know match quality significance the moment build and aftermath we each score those out of 10 gives us a nice round score out of 100 we had a you know real shakeup over the last calendar year of dirty wrestling uh, on this project at our top oh, top yeah. ten or whatever. Like that, since the summer of ninety uh, ninety seven, we've really seen a lot of shakeups. Yeah, yeah, it's it's cool. It's, it's different. Well, and I think uh, it. Did you just catch that power? That, 
Yeah. Yeah, they're outside. You caught that power slam yeah. from the crowd. Yeah. I thought that was really a good spot. But what I like so far, what they've done is they've gone into the crowd, but it hasn't like degenerated into this them walking around. Right. No, definitely not. No, it's been a fight. I like this spot is too. He's bringing the bell in his head. Yeah, he's, he's gonna bring the bell. The bell. In his head. Yeah, it's all. Like, that's that's a concussion right there. Yeah. Like, right spot. And then he starts singing. It's at least creative to me. Like, <laughs> what's not creative is hitting a guy in the head thirty-five times with a fucking chair when he yeah. can't protect himself. While he's talking and basically begging for his life. Yeah. As someone that watches, like, is very into ECW and a modern day GCW fan, I am not a fan of like, <laughs> like violence for the sake of violence, which sounds crazy, but yeah, um, I'm just sensitive to it. I don't. I just again, like, gratuitous violence to me isn't my thing in wrestling. Which again, I know seems crazy. But... So they fall through the table, and now Rock basically has him in the missionary position. Mm. Do you think Foley would quit faster if Rock entered him from underneath? Would he rip through the tights? Those tights probably are the, hanging by the mere fibers. Yes. No, he might embrace it. It's possible, yes. These signs are something. I always mm-hmm. love how like personal they are, so you really have no feel for what it is. Yeah. The uh, so I went to NXT Battleground, and it was at the Songus Arena in Lowell, which is just a terrible place. Yeah. Um, Lowell, it is. Why and are I, they running it? Why are they running that? Place? I don't know. Uh, so Damato and I were talking about that. And they're drive in. It's like there's so many small little New England towns they could run. I don't. I, I guess it's the history of it. I think they wanted to run somewhere in local for um, Carmelo Hayes because he's from the Boston area, and I guess it's probably not big enough for Boston to run it. NXT show at this point, but it's crazy, um, eh? Because like I would say, like three years ago, oh yeah, you're running Boston, right? Yeah, maybe because of the playoffs with the Bruins and Celtics, they couldn't get the date there. That's also possible. Um, But there's other little spots they could have run Springfield, which isn't nearly as bad of a town as Lowell is. Um, Hartford, you know, there's other places. They obviously Providence, like there's places they could have run. Bridgeport has had an NXT before. All better options than Lowell. Uh, But anyway, being there brought back memories. I was there for that raw and. August right. of 98. And what was funny to me was in my memory, that place was a lot freaking bigger. And I'm thinking like, fuck, they ran there for a raw. Now it was a taped raw for the week of the U S open. So they were airing it on like a Friday or whatever, but mm-hmm. it's crazy that that building. And when you watch takeover, you'll see how big it was. It's not very big. If there's a couple thousand people in there, I'd be shocked that they ran an August 98 raw in that building. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it was yep. like the week after SummerSlam. That's crazy. It was nuts. It looked a lot smaller than I remembered it being at that raw. Maybe the mm-hmm. set was bigger, so maybe there was like more. Maybe the more of the building was open, probably for that raw. Probably, yeah. The set was pretty. Yeah, because at that point, raw this there was the Titan Tron, but it was like it's something. But no, but even for that show, there was no Titan Tron because that building is oh. so small. They had the ramp and they had the old school little. Tron oh, over yeah. the entrance way, so there was like no ramp or anything. So they probably was higher capacity, but anyway. So Rock's been pretty much dominating. We're fighting into down how, the aisle. How do you feel about this? Is a bit different than any where the wrestler themselves is asking the other person if they quit. I find that's not something you get in a lot of I quit matches. I like it because, like, especially for Rock doing it because he's yeah. such an asshole talker. Like it's you know, like yeah, of course he's asking him. You know, yeah, I like it. And anything's better than Roddy Piper. <laughs> what do you say? What is that? 
every 30 seconds. He's got him like a punches in the face. What do you say? What's the thing with these with these submission matches when we're asking this early? Like right. guys don't give up when they're in submission holds for two minutes. Right. Unless and it's now, a survivor series. Uh, <laughs> then they get yeah. pinned with a clothesline. Yeah. Never pinned them in any other instance. Well, it's funny because at that battleground show, they did the like Euro Cup match. Um and uh with Dragon Lee and uh Noam Dar and I don't know if you've seen any of what they're doing with those. Like they're doing the rounds, like the old school British rounds. So it's like no. three minute, it's like six, three minute rounds and it's the best out of three falls. And it was like a Dar pin Lee in like the second round or whatever. Like it was like a trade. Like it's, it's a move that would never end a match five minutes in. Like it did there. It was, a, it made me laugh because I'm like, it was like a survivor series style thing. It was like well, moves that would never beat anyone except in the construct of a match where you need to have multiple falls. Yeah. I actually kind of, I, I hate that they've, They've kind of lost. I mean, I think they're trying to rebuild it. That love and feeling. Where they always, but they've lost the 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 fluke roll up for a long time without a distraction. And I thought those were so good for building yeah. tension in matches. Well, for a while they did it way too much. Yeah, it where was like is a real epidemic going? for a while? I don't know where. <laughs> Watching too many to uh, New Jack matches from from this era. Okay, so okay, he so looks so I'm... like nervous climbing that ladder. He's like on his knees. He's like me climbing a ladder, like well, yeah, but hanging on for dear life. What are you, 29 years old? You got your whole life ahead of you right. versus this guy like who's going to kill himself? <laughs> I'm 29, is that what you're saying? Are no, you no, this lot? guy. I know you're not 29. That's <laughs> We're good. Fuck, I don't feel 29. How tight do you think his grip is on that, that railing? It's like, Oh, he is like petrified right now. He's crushing the steel with his hand, right? This, I think this might be the most highest risk spot The Rock has ever done. Maybe. I don't know if he's ever even gone to the fucking top rope. Did he? I guess maybe when he was Rocky Mike, he did that high cross body, but since 1998, this dude has not gone. Like, this is the highest risk he's done. No, and even then, he's like gripping it. So, when I remember when I watched this live, so this is where I thought, oh, okay, this is where mankind's going to do the thing. We kind of talked about it last time, where in the build, he said, I'm going to make everybody forget about the hell. Yes, yes. And so, this is the exploding speakers. All right, so that could have been it. Yeah, and I remember thinking, ah, that's lame. <laughs> well, he said it too many times. He says it again at WrestleMania 15. They promise a crazy spot, and then mm-hmm. ends up being that choke slam on the chairs, which again is like kind of nasty. But when you compare it to Hell in a Cell, hey, everything seems tame. Like this is pre June 98. This would have been like a crazy bump. You know what I mean? Like, but it was like after that, and we says like, oh, we're gonna be as crazy as that. That doesn't. I think, I think they kind of almost killed the hell in a cell with Foley jumping off it too. Right, because, because even get... the even the bad blood one doesn't feel as crazy with Sean when he falls off the side anymore. Yeah, like that I mean, was that... amazing at at the time when it happened, but even that feels like less yeah. impactful. That one's not as egregious because it happens before, right? right? But it's the ones after where they use Foley getting thrown off the cage in the buildup, and it's like, okay, well, we know we know we're not going there, right? right. Like. Yeah. Shane McMahon is out to help, like he cares. Right. Shane with a leather coat. Yeah. Should Rock have wrestled in the leather coat? Uh, it would be better than the tracksuit. <laughs> okay. But I'm a fan of less clothing on wrestlers, and it's not because mm. I want to have sex with any of them or all of them. That's independent.
I can't believe we got The Rock every week for like four years. That's crazy, right? <laughs> I know. Like, we didn't know what a gift we had. No. And then they just tried to make everybody The Rock forever. <laughs> I know. I know. Like, when we get there, Chad Campbell, I'm wrestling Warzone. Like, I'm excited to watch the real run of The Rock. Like, 99, that week after week. When, again, you forget, like, that that dude is on two two times a week for two years. Like, yeah, ninety nine two thousand. He's on Raw and SmackDown. Like the yeah, main character week. on the show. Yeah. And now we're just happy if he might show up. Right. Well, maybe he'll be there once. Like, it's crazy how <laughs> short the run is. Because it's yeah. really, I mean, his first layoff is after WrestleMania seventeen. It's a short one. He's back by SummerSlam, and then he's there until what? What does he leave? Uh, uh, after yeah. WrestleMania eighteen, but then he comes back. Again, for a little bit, not for much, though, just like a month. Comes back to put over Brock. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say his WrestleMania 18 is pretty much the end of him as a full time guy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, when do you want to say he heats up? We'll call it on January 98, just to That's keep fair. it clean. Yeah. So you really get almost you get about three, four years, three and a bit. Yeah. yeah, three and a half, four years. 2000. Oh no, you got four. Which, funny enough, is about the same as Austin. Yeah, I mean, if you yeah. if you say he blows up a King of the Ring '96, he loses a full year. Yeah, you, know, you may get five on him, like a four and a half. But he's still at least he's still on TV for that year. No, he's not. In 90, well, I mean, two thousand ninety nine. He's not. I'm not two thousand. I was thinking more his first neck break. But you're right. No, and that one he's not there. Yeah, um, I mean, he's around after he retires in '03, like as a character, but but he's not good. I mean, he's good, but yeah. he's not. So he's a little bit more, but when you think of like Rock and Austin, the two biggest stars after Hogan or whatever in wrestling history, like they have a combined ten years in in that role. I mean, I know Austin obviously wrestled for a while before that, but on top, but sometimes some, sometimes less is more, man. Like, yeah, I know. We didn't get tired of them. We didn't really get tired of Rock either. The only time they turned on him was when he was with Austin fighting Austin. Yeah, I think Austin. I think they were running out of stuff to do with him. I think when you have someone that dominant, it's really hard to like. What do you do with him? They struggled when he wasn't a world title guy. Like Austin, you mean? I think that's why Hogan's always in the frigging world title picture because, yeah. What do you do with him? You have to put them. They either have to be in the world title or in intensely personal feuds, right? Because the idea here's the problem with like they've they've lost the whole the the, the whole narrative. This is something I've talked about for years. They've lost the narrative of the show in which everyone's ultimate goal is to win the world title. Right. So everyone should be working towards that. And then a guy like Austin gets pulled out by like, that's what happened to the undertaker, right. For like the nineties, like he was never in the world title. Cause he kept getting pulled into these. Like, yeah, they just didn't seem to things. have a plan for Austin because it's a tough switch. You know, we're watching it for war, right? So Marcus and I really documenting that it's every other Thursday here, audio and video, video uh, feeds where we're going through every duty pay-per-view ever and breaking it down with a bunch of metrics. So the season we're doing now is 0102. So all of 01, Austin's whole character and story is his obsession over the world title. And then it's such an abrupt change. Like, all right, now he's feuding with Scott Hall. You know what I mean? Like, it, it just well, is like... I mean, theoretically, what probably should have happened is that he starts feuding with Scott Hall. And then he beats Hall, he beats Nash, and then Hogan stays heel and he fights. Like, that should have been his yeah. 
There was no what? keeping Hogan heel. <laughs> That's the no, problem. I, I think they were gonna. Like, I don't know if they planned to turn a face that quick. Like, I think, no, I think I mean, he I just think... got so over a mania, they had to freaking turn him. Yeah. Because then he does, what does Austin do after that? He's feuding with Flair in like a Vince Redux. Yeah. Undertaker See, again. This people's elbow on the chair, for me, is probably enough. Right. Oh, yeah. This could have been it. Like, this is brutal. Yes. So he's Foley's or we haven't talked. Foley's already cuffed. He tried to fight Rock off. Yeah. Rock does the people's elbow on a chair. Foley's bleeding under the mask. Already. That's enough. Call it. And Do Cole just said he's gonna shatter his skull. That is a nasty enough. And it actually for once makes the people's elbow look friggin' vicious. Yeah. It's the only time I think the move actually looks like it does anything. Well, and it's I like that as a creep. I like that as a creative move, move more than the bashing over the head because he's yeah. like adapting one of his things. So even if you want to do fully given the one go fuck yourself, right? Like yeah. Rock could have done one more people's elbow or just do one chair shot and, and that's it. Like or kill rock shot, we're on done. the chair. Yeah. Or right. this right here, the one, just do yeah. one and we're out. Like ready? Boom. Yeah, that's, we're done. That, that first one's already uncomfortable. Right. Like now there's number two. Yeah. You know, fully sitting up. Like, it just gets like, you don't just, yeah. That to me, what just happened right there, I don't know if you have the sound on, but when he says, you're going to have to kill me. Right. That's the most uncomfortable I've been watching right. a wrestling match. Yeah. And Rock is literally trying to kill yeah. him. Yeah. Because Four, it felt five, like he was on the edge of his life. Six. You know. And it's like. As much as we have been high on this era and how everything means something, for this to mean the brutality and viciousness and want us to feel, goddamn seven, uh, mm -hmm. want us to feel some kind of way about Foley. Like this guy took this ultimate sacrifice. We're cringing. He's dying in front of us. Like then he's in a cartoon match that we're going to cover next episode, like two weeks yeah. later. It's like it, that takes away from the gravity of this moment to me too. Like he wasn't yeah. laid up. He wasn't in a coma. Like if this is 1987, we're getting the full, he's in the hospital, like three months. He's late. like, he's back on raw. Like, I don't yeah. know if it's the next night or the week after, whatever it is. And he's, is in that, you know, Roadrunner match at, at halftime. He, it's like, it takes away the impact of this. Well, I think too, the other aspect of it is, because he keeps getting up, yeah. it doesn't look violent. Right. Like, it, it it's like when when like, I could see someone watching this and take it like, well, I mean, if he's right. taking this many, it must be a foam chair. Yeah. That last one was sick. With his the head one in the back of the head. Yeah. And like, there's a pool of blood now too. Like I. Yeah. But again, like if you're gonna do this, it needs to be like the write-off of mankind. And you elevate yeah. Rock into a supervillain, and that's it. Rock is yeah. a face within like three months of this. Foley is back up on his feet, trading the title again. Like, there's no high stakes. Like, this is like this dude is now fucking Lex Luthor murdering Sp Superman, or you know, whatever. We're Bane, whoever killing Batman, yeah. whatever you want to say. Like, yeah. this is it. Like, this should have been it, you know. And they, of course, do the fake pre-taped Mick Foley saying, I quit. When, when instead he should have been out cold and to say he's yeah. unconscious, the ref calls it, he's unconscious, you know? Yeah. I know they use it as a way to get Foley his rematch, but yeah, I don't know. And then when you watch beyond the mat, it just makes it so much worse. 
Like, Foley, like he's like the king of these big ideas that yeah. he builds up in his mind. Yeah. And they just, it reminds me of like when he, Internet his, fan. what? <laughs> Internet fans who build up uh, what, how yeah. things are going to go. And... Well, or like, but I remember him talking about like when he was doing that thing with Melina in 2006 yeah. and how it's going to be this amazing angle. I'm sure he had the same thing, the same view about this is it's going to be this. And the same with uh, Dreamer thing. and Funk and all that. Remember he had like the, then the, the crowd like didn't give a shit about yeah. any of it. Um, yeah, I'm sure he thought this was going to be, and it should have been. I, I mean, but when you watch me on the mat, not only the family stuff where they're like, you know, the poor daughters like dying at ringside, um, probably explains Frank the Clown all these years later. Uh, she needs happiness. When he says, I don't think he says to be on the mat, but he says it in his book, right? How Rock didn't even come check on him or thank him or anything like, like and he held it. He resented Rock forever because yeah. of it, because of what he gave him. Um, and how Rock behaved after it just makes it feel even worse like that. You know, Rock took those liberties. And did they say, too, they agreed he did more than they agreed on to? Yeah, they agreed like on three or something. Right. And what was that, 12? Oh, yeah, at least 12. So, all right, let's get to our metrics here. Um, right. I can't say it held up great, uh, you know, like before. Match quality-wise? Yeah, I think it was okay. I think it's good. It's a good match. I'd I'd prefer the raw match. Like we'll we'll me compare too. all these at the end, right? Yeah, yeah, me too. For me, so far, this is definitely behind the raw match. And I know I got the obviously the nostalgia, personal feelings of that, but I don't think I'm far off. Honestly. No, I I agree. Uh, it's not as good. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go six on this on is match a cool. Play. I will say this is a cool shot. Like him walking by as like that spotlight on Foley with the doctor yeah. and the blood dripping as rock walks over. him, like, that looks yeah. cool. Um, again, they could have gotten there with, with nine less chair shots and, um, him just passing out. Well, like people die from less shots to the head than that. Yeah. Like, yeah. They're lucky Foley didn't die. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he could have, or or worse, if he became like if they fucked up his brain, like yeah. to a point where he can't speak or right. Yeah, it's a, it's one of it's honestly one of the most dangerous things they've done. <laughs> like, there's been some dangerous stuff, but this is up there as the most reckless and dangerous stuff they've done. Not yeah. non over the edge ninety nine. Um, all right, I'll go six as well. Significance, <laughs> I'm low on this. Like, I'm, I'm like three. I I think the only significant piece of it is the beyond the mat, and that's not even really related to it. I think it becomes significant as part of the lore of mankind and McFoley, like that, that whole scene and be on the mat becomes such a piece of him in his career and what he is him taking this, you know, all, but the title change itself is like, it's undone. It's undone. Do we, we talked about it last time. Yeah. It doesn't mean anything because like my argument for the raw one was what it did for Foley's legacy, his career. Like this to me doesn't add much. It doesn't do anything for either of them. Right. Besides almost killed Nick Foley. Yeah, well that and and even in the Rock's victory, it's not like a victory he earned. No. Right? Like it doesn't it doesn't elevate him in any way. No. Um it's part of a story. I mean, I think we have to look at it that way too. With some of these title changes in this era, they are telling stories, pal, making movies. Um, but I think they're very much telling long-term episodic stories even with these world title like they viewed the title as russo always said like as a prop as a potato in this story of rock mankind steve austin so like to them this is just an evolution of the soap opera so the title change isn't meant to be 
historical, important. They just no. didn't view it that way during this little stretch. It was meant to just show that these guys were willing to just destroy each other and, and do shenanigans to win the title. So, what do you got for significance? You're going two? Okay. I'm going two. Um, I just feel yeah. like, aside that beyond the mat, but it's not good in any way. It, in fact, it makes me think less of Mick Foley. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, look, I'm going to say this. I think for the moment, I don't mind being upset by stuff I'm watching. I don't mind when something is like, you know, shocking or goes against what I thought. But I definitely remember watching this live and wondering if I wanted to continue watching wrestling. Yeah. Because it was just so much. And it was like, why am I? Like, I was uncomfortable the rest of the Yeah. It it was definitely... um... It's definitely rough to watch. It's not one I want to rewatch. Like, I know we did it here. I'll probably do it eventually for war or whatever, you know, whatever. When we get to these things, right? Like, it's fine. But, yeah, it's not something I I want to sit and rewatch on my own. Um, I mean, in the moment, you know, like, there's a shock. I like the rock standing over him is cool. It's the awe of the blood dripping. So I could see someone that doesn't care as much about that, like, thinking this isn't like a great moment, I guess itself, but I'll give him a one just because I think there's a little something there, but again, it's not something I'm rushing to rewatch. Yeah. I guess, I guess I'd be more in on the moment if I thought it was done really well. Yeah. But I don't think any of it is done particularly well. I think they go with the laziest possible outcome with the chair shots. I think even the ending with the microphone and the the voice, it sounds terrible. Like, yeah, I guess they do at least call back to the him saying I quit the build, so that's something. But um, all right, so build. I, I was super high in the build for the Raw match. I don't think there's like a ton here. I mean, it's only really two weeks. They add the I quit step. They at least use the I quit audio, so like there's something to the storytelling. So I don't know. I'm gonna go three. Yeah, you're frozen a little bit here, but yeah, if you want to, if you want to throw your grade in, yeah, I can I can read it out. No, it's all good. I got it. I'll go okay. three also. Okay. Um, it, yeah, there's nothing there. And aftermath, I mean, we're gonna undo it in two is, weeks. Yeah, I'm going like, zero here because this is to me is where the real you really get the kick in the nuts because it's like I just we just talked about. I'm not gonna rehash it all, but you immediately unravel what should have been a kill shot moment, and you render it to seem like a cartoon bullshit, like. Foley's right back at it. They fight in the cartoon match a couple weeks later in halftime heat. It's like, what are we doing? So um, I'm going to go zero there. Right. All right. So is this our worst? Yeah. All right. Well, 24. It's it's not. Oh, okay. Hogan Yoko. It's actually not. It, imagine there's two worse. <laughs> so we got Hogan Yoko at WrestleMania 9. Is that 20? What was that at? 23? And then, oh yeah, Pedro Stasiak at 16. So um Yeah, you know what? We never get to do this. Let's um let's do our bottom ten. Okay. Could we since it's filed in there? One, two, three, four, five, six. So it starts at number 35 there. So we've done 44 so far. So the number 35 worst title change is Pedro Morales versus Ivan 
Koloff from Stasiak. Yeah, your your audio's freezing a lot. Aaron. I'm just gonna read the bottom ten off. I'll read them quick. Uh, Pedro versus Stasiak is number ten is sixteen points. Hogan Yokozuna at WrestleMania nine is twenty three points. Mankind Rock, which we just covered tonight, is our third worst now at twenty four. There's a little bit of a jump up to Hogan Undertaker at Survivor Series ninety one at thirty. At 31 points, Bruno San Martino versus Stan Stasiak. Right above that is Bruno versus Koloff at 32. And then we have Ultimate Warrior versus Sergeant Slaughter, 34 points. Um, tied with that is Bret Hart versus Yokozuna at WrestleMania 9. Right above that is Hogan versus Yokozuna at King of the Ring 93 at 38. And then we have two tied at 39 is Pedro Morales versus Ivan Koloff and Randy Savage versus Ric Flair from September 92. So uh, a little more than 10 there, but that's kind of our real bottom kind of bottom bottom tier uh there's a few right above that but that's that's 30 30s and below are those and you can see like a bunch of those are really some of those older ones that we didn't have a lot of footage of we had to kind of guess and extrapolate out what we thought they could be um so i would say like hogan yoko and this are really probably our worst two that we've been able to really watch and digest and given that hogan yoko yeah is like a nine set like i'd say this is right now our worst match that's a title change that we've had so far and i don't think i would have came in thinking this was going to be the worst honestly i i I figured it wouldn't do well i didn't think it was going to be like a bottom three slash worst ever i'm curious i'm actually curious because on the last one we kind of went back and forth and we talked about how is rock and mankind an all-time classic feud Mm -hmm. right and i'm curious to see how the other two color this right because I can get behind the idea that like the Survivor Series match is part of something classic, the Raw match for sure I can get it. But if this if this one's kind of off the cliff and if the next two are off the cliff, I'm curious if that kind of changes your mind on it or if those yeah. next two are great if it changes mine, right? Yeah, so there's also another one in there that we are not going to cover it, Valentine's Day Massacre. Uh it's the only one in the feud that we're not going to watch. So I would say um, that's and the we double didn't watch knockout, right? That's the yeah. double knockout. Yeah. We right? didn't watch Rock Bottom either. Um, but again, those are not like no Rock Bottom's not that good. We we yeah we went over that. Yeah. I, I would say in in my memory, halftime heat's okay. Like I'm just not a fan of that style of stuff. Um, I I don't remember the raw match at all. So we'll see. I've never seen halftime heat. Yeah. So I, I th- oh really? Watching. You never watched that? Okay. Um, to me, I think a lot of it yeah, is I, just, I uh, the channel. I'm curious how much like not seeing the week to week would make a difference in this, like judging it as a feud, you know, if we had the week to week, like interactions between the two of them. And it's, it's just a small slice of the rock Austin McMahon saga, you know? And, and I think, yeah. I think what, what helped it. Now, I mean, to your point, it going long may hurt it. Right. If it's a saga that ends with Foley winning the belt on January 4th, and then Rock beats them to death here, and Foley's off TV until Mania. Yeah, it's almost better, right? It's like okay. where he comes back as the ref for the main event, and we yeah. don't see like he's it's they have a guest ref. It's a surprise, and it's Foley. It's like yeah, a right. kept secret kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, he's been off. You know, he's been out since the brain injury that Rock destroyed him here. Give him yeah. two months to rest up. Um, but I think they needed him to fill that gap for Rock. I mean, I guess they could have tried to elevate someone else quickly into that, like maybe bring Shamrock have him turn on Vince a little sooner um, and have him fight The Rock in February. You got Triple H 
you know, you could have brought back up. I mean, I don't think you need The Rock fighting in February. Yeah. If your main event is Austin and Vince. Yeah, true. Right? You don't need it. Yeah. Or you can stick them in a tag. Have, you could do a corporation yeah. tag, you know, DX versus Rock yeah. and whoever, if you want them. Um, or put them a commentary for Austin McMahon. You could have done that, yeah. too. No. So, all right. So that'll do it for us. Uh, we'll be back in next week with a new draft. Then we'll be back in two weeks' time with the next Mankind Rock match. Um, and that will be halftime heat. So we'll be talking that. Sure, check out everything we have here at Notes Out Connection, both video, audio, subscribe on all podcast applications, as well as our YouTube channel if you're watching here. We appreciate it. Till then, the Dookie's been dropped, and we'll talk to you soon. The party that rocks the body. You rock the party that rocks the body. I'm the S your best, best bitch from VAA. And I'll be smoking hay all day in the barn, damn it, darn. Puff Daddy be my pal when I hee hee. I took your number one spot, I jump skip, then I hop. I'm so hot, so you can't forget me. Not to the yes, yes, y'all. I'ma take a pause, cause I'll be feeling myself like I would.